the Snowman Podcast. Welcome back to the Snowman Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the Snowman. Folks, I got a real special one for you today. Joining me on today's podcast is the pastor of Lyft Church, Pastor Drew Frider. I've known him since the spring of 2015 and have become real good friends with him and his family since then. He's originally from the great state of Louisiana, but felt God leading him to the better state of Maryland. <clears throat> Not biased opinion, but yeah, I'm being totally biased. <laughs> to plant a church and grow a ministry here. So without further ado, will you please give a warm welcome to Pastor Drew Frider. Thank you for coming on to today's podcast. Uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do, even though I already know what you do, but for anyone who's listening, they might not know what you do. Sure. Well, I get the honor to um, lead uh, a group of people to have a richer faith with God. That's really what I want to do is help um, people who are far from God understand how much God is for them. And um, pastor a church means, you know, shepherd a flock is the metaphor Jesus used. And so I just want to bring as many people towards Jesus and um, his message and uh, really the life he has in store for us. So that's what I get to do, which means I get to work with a staff and do anything from um, putting together an experience on a Sunday that will touch people's lives to also, you know, working one-on-one with people as they navigate through pitfalls, highs, and lows of life. Yeah, that's definitely a plus on all that. Uh, how long have you been doing it? So I gave my life to the Lord in 2002, and I've been on a church staff ever since, since about 2003. Um, I've been a lead pastor uh, since 2019, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I know it takes a lot to do all that. It's not just a jump right into it and you're done. It's a definite path that you got to walk and everything, so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think God's always got this plan, and so he, walked me through different phases of life and increased responsibility along the way to prepare me to be in the role I am in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, how involved would you say uh, you and Lyft Church are in with the community? Well, that's part of our threefold strategy. You know, we always say we're about three things. We're about he lifts, I lift, and we lift. That first one is about people understanding God's in love with them, no matter who they are and what they've done. That second one is about helping us become in love with him and reciprocating that kind of love. Uh, But the third one, we lift, is all about God was for um, people at all stages of life. Uh, Matthew 25 says that when I was uh, hungry, when I was thirsty, when I was naked, when I was sick, when I was in prison, you, you took care of me. And um, uh, th- so our thought is we want to lift them up all week long, which, invo- which means getting involved in the community and trying to discover w- what our city needs that's unique to us and how we could bring the lift of the Lord for those things. So I'd like to say we're very involved. It's one of our main um, focuses. That's really great. Uh, would you be like to be able to do more in the future or is it like take it as it uh, each day comes? For sure. I think uh, some people say about leaders, right? Do- doesn't vision always exceed resources a lot of times. I look forward 
to uh, the days that we get to do more. Uh, but that's just the building up of more um, uh, people, skill sets, that people involved in serving, more people want to do that, uh, more financial income to give away to uh, more people. So uh, I, I do want to do more, but I'm also very um, excited about where we are today. So it's like that excitement of tomorrow while being fulfilled today, mm-hmm. doing what God's called us to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you ever consider how we have opportunities in the United States as opposed to other countries around? Like, we have uh, freedom that because our founding fathers gave us that. Other countries have modified their own countries after that, but they still lack in some areas. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how does that like play into the role of lift church, not for uh, sure. American like as first or anything, but um. no, I, I, I see what you're saying. Like um, the way we love God and the way we do our lift and the way we serve our sea would be drastically different if we were in a different nation mm-hmm. with different rules. We get to do everything publicly here. Um, we don't have to apologize for loving the Lord. We don't have to hide it. Uh, we don't have to uh, worship in secret. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes in certain avenues we might go in, we might have to be um, more toned down than others. Uh, if we want to serve the school, mm-hmm. um, we can't be the greatest lift to them if we go in there yelling the name of Jesus at the top of our lung. So we choose to express the love of the Lord and we choose to do it in the name of the Lord. Maybe we have something on our t-shirt, but we're not, you know, trying to force it down or, or, or cause, mm, you know, any sort of contention. Right. We're trying to honor them and honor the Lord and just serve people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, the analogy of Nicodemus. He came to Jesus at night, and Jesus still had plenty of conversation with him, but he didn't force it on him. He let him come to. He let Nicodemus come to him, and still answered all the questions and everything. Yeah, that's a great example. I mean, Nicodemus had questions in his heart, and maybe he was. I don't know. You, you got me thinking. Maybe maybe he was trying to honor his uh, Pharisaical uh, tribe mm-hmm. by trying to question these things in his own heart. And uh, Jesus gave him a safe place to do that mm-hmm. until he came to his own conclusions. Yeah. And we know Nicodemus later was one of the ones who helped take Jesus off the cross and provide a burial spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you think that after probably the ascension into heaven and there's no documentation that he was one of the 120, but it's safe to say that he probably was heavily involved mm-hmm. after um, when Peter and John and James and all them were leading the church as it started. I think that definitely could be likely. So what is one of your favorite takeaways from being an American? Well, I like that freedom piece we just talked about. Um, I don't have to hide that I read my Bible. I don't have to hide that I love the Lord. Um, I am free to go, um, free to live in my local city, free to travel to the next state, free to travel to a different uh, country and and share what I've learned here. Um, There's plenty of opportunities to grow. Uh, There's plenty of opportunities to, in, in my field, to grow as well as any field you you really can grow so i just love um 
maybe it's the lack of hindrances mm-hmm. to being able to pursue what I feel God's called me to pursue. Yeah. And if you look at how America is, there's so many different cultures that we get to experience. Like True. people come from all over the world to America because they want to experience the freedoms we have. So we get to experience their cultures as they come in, but they also get to experience our cultures as they come in. Yeah, it's a mixer. And so you get to learn all kinds of that's uh, what they have to offer. It also opens your mind, uh, you know, because America's not closed minded, it's, it is very open minded. Uh, it allows for the opportunity to uh, maybe learn what their beliefs are mm-hmm. and uh, what the Bible might have to say. Whereas before it might have been kind of a naive viewpoint I thought they had, mm-hmm. or and um, I just would be uneducated on what yeah. they're believing, thinking, um, behaving. Yeah, I know that when America was founded, they chose not to have a state religion, but they said that you're welcome to worship whatever you want. But we're basing the the founding documents and our morals off judeo-christian principles and the bible because most of the founding fathers were either christians or at least had a healthy respect for god Mm -hmm. so i mean it's great that other religions are around because it's like they have that freedom they're not going to be persecuted for worshiping another god Mm -hmm. but i think they also understand that it's a christian nation or was when it first started (laughs) right right I, I love that kind of mixing pot kind of thing. I, I play soccer a lot, and a lot of the soccer players I play with are internationals, and so they carry different spiritual beliefs. And uh, it's been neat to kind of ask them questions, and also that oftentimes leads to them maybe asking some of my questions or figuring out uh, what I'm about. And, um, yeah, it's it's been helpful for me to better understand what they learn, and then for me to ask smarter questions that might lead to some of the uh, beliefs I have. Yeah. And and also uh, sharing how I believe Jesus is the light for them as well. Yeah. It always leads to the deeper questions and everything. I've seen videos of... uh, One video in particular that stood out to me was there was like a festival or something, and the... People who were, they were just walking around to all these different booths, but they came to this Christian booth. And he's like, what medium do you go through? And he's sort of like, he saw how he could Mm -hmm, witness. mm -hmm. So he's like, well, my medium is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And he was like intrigued by it. He intrigued the person who was, it was like a witchcraft festival or something. It was crazy as they have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just like witnessed to him by saying, that I go through Jesus Christ to get to my God. Yeah. And so that's a really interesting take on it. And I think a lot of Christians get intimidated by that because they... No, I think that's a, I think that's a wise um, evangel, uh, evangelistic opportunity, you know? Why not? There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people wandering, looking for answers there. Why not show up and be the answer? And, you know, Jesus said, uh, those who come through me... They're the ones who find the Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, got a mystery question for you. Okay. There is no wrong answer, I think, but it has caused a lot of debate, especially on the shore here. Bacon oh, no. or Scrapple? 
Oh my! There's, there's no conflict here. I'm a bacon guy. Um, it's it's hard to displease my palate. I'll eat anything, but man, I'm a bacon guy. Yeah, because yeah, you're not originally from the shore. I am it's, not. This it, is an interesting concoction you have come up with. Well, it's it's crazy because it's a shore thing that a lot of people on the shore love Scrabble, but everywhere else, even if they have lived on the shore for decades, they still won't eat Scrapple. My, so. my wife is from the shore, and she loves Scrapple. Um, she'll still eat bacon, but she prefers <laughs> Scrapple. I am not a Scrapple guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming to the end of it, um, would you like to leave the audience with a favorite quote or saying you've had recently that has really piqued your interest? Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed uh, the scripture of 1 Timothy 6. Uh, I think it's verse 12. It says, fight the good fight for the true faith and hey i know you you love talking uh patriotic things here and you know freedom came at at a fight and uh but i I think a lot of times um, christians might not believe that they have to actually fight for it Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes the fight's as menial as i have to fight the alarm clock on a sunday morning (laughs) if i want to continue to worship and and advance my spirituality today um it could be uh, a big thing, like uh, right now my boss is trying my last nerve, and I got to fight to keep the faith before mm-hmm. I go off on that. Yeah. But um, fight the good fight for the true faith. Um, I think it's an, a worthy endeavor. It's an intentional endeavor. I think that anyone who keeps that on their mind um, finds themselves closer to God and so therefore discovers who they were created to be. And so that's just one of my favorite verses that I love to hold on to. And that's 1 Timothy 6.12. 6.12. And that's actually a really good form of encouragement also because a lot of people, as Christians, they don't know how to react sometimes. They want to do something and then they know that's not right, but it's like caught in that uh, gray area where they know there might be a good outcome. But they're stuck right in between. Yeah, uh, Christianity is not a passive religion. It doesn't come by osmosis. Mm-hmm. You got to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, hey, uh, uh, the the patriots fought so we could have the freedom. So why don't we fight to go get our faith that that's available to us? And so. I got to fight to turn off Instagram and fight to open the Bible before <laughs> I've got to. Uh, fight to go to a small group when all I want to do is stay home and watch ESPN. (laughs) You know, there's a fight. Sometimes there's a fight to pray. Mm -hmm. Fight to uh, read my word. Fight to be nice to someone. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely... And I like that analogy because it really does show that when you become a Christian, you enter into a a war that Mm -hmm. has been waging for thousands of years. But it's not the physical war, it's the spiritual war. And a lot of times we get mixed up in thinking that it's someone else's war, but it's our war just as much. We've joined ranks, and if we run, that could make the line crumble in certain areas, And but we need to keep pressing forward. It's interesting you use the war analogy. Uh, I love C.S. Lewis, yeah. and I've been re-listening to his book, Mere Christianity, and he discusses that. He discusses mm-hmm. that uh, prior to giving our life to God, uh, when we live in sin, we are on the opposing war front of God. Mm. We're fighting Him. 
And to surrender arms is to lay down our life and to enter on the correct side yeah. of the war. And so, yeah, it, it, I love your analogy there. That was good parallel with C.S. Lewis. I really, C.S. Lewis is one of those really good authors, and he fought in World War One, so he knew mm. all about the battlefield and everything. Okay. I so, didn't know that, but he does talk about war a lot. Yeah, and he saw the nastiness because it was like really bad in the trenches and everything. He and Tolkien actually also. I mm-hmm. think that's. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's where they first met, but they were really close friends. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this story about him that. C.S. Lewis used to be either agnostic or an atheist. He was an atheist. And Tolkien challenged him to read the Bible. And if he could read the entire Bible and still not believe, mm. he would not say a word to him. I didn't know it. that. And to- C.S. Lewis read it, and he's like, yeah, I can't uh, say I'm an atheist anymore. So he, be- he became a devout Christian and wrote dozens of books on it and one of the best allegorical series of uh the narnia series mm-hmm. based on christianity yep we're gonna we're gonna talk about chronicles of narnia <laughs> at the movies this year church shameless plug <laughs> yeah go for it Sh- don't uh don't worry about being shameless about it <laughs> that's uh at regal theater in salisbury yep and we like to do a series every year called at the movies where we uh, look at popular movies, and um, we just break down what Scripture would have to say, or what they could teach us about God and His Word. And so, yeah, I I love the Chronicles of Narnia, and we'll be using the first one. That's that's know. the best one in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. When I first saw that, it really opened my eyes to seeing how they were so close to the book. And when a movie does that on a book, it really is impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, but I've also noticed that a lot of secular movies have more Christian morals mm-hmm. and aspects in them as opposed to like some Christian-made movies. Mm. And they're doing it without even realizing it. They're just doing, we got to put the good first and the bad last. But that's the exact same thing with the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. I've seen how people have unintentionally used Christian things, and you're like, they don't even know they're pulling out the good book. <laughs> <laughs> or if they do, they're doing it so subtly that they're like, I'm going to still make a uh, bank on this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been awesome talking with you, and thank you for coming on. Uh, can you tell us again where uh, you're pastor of and um, what your like next series is? Yeah, uh, Lift Church. Uh, we're in Salisbury, Maryland. If you don't live in the area, you can always wor- um, excuse me, worship with us online um, on our social media pages or our, our website. You can go for more information as well. LiftSBY.com. That's short for Lift Salisbury. And um, yeah, our next series, we're doing Going Public. Uh, I just want to help equip and inspire um, people, how to share their faith, how to. Um, I, I really think this fall is going to be a bit of an awakening for some people or a coming back to a quote new normal, you know. And so we really want to prepare uh, people to, to be ready for that so that, you know, we can make the biggest impact for God possible. That's great. And that will do it for this episode of the Snowman Podcast. I would like to thank my friend, Pastor Drew, for coming on to today's episode. 
As he previously mentioned, you can find out more about Lift Church by going to their website, liftsby.com, or visit their social links on Facebook. Go to the search bar and type in Lift Church. Just look for the word Lift with a lowercase i in the logo and click follow. Make sure to do that. Or you can find and follow them on Instagram at liftchurchsby. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a five-star review so it will pop up easier for new listeners to find and listen to. Speaking of which, please share it with your family and friends. I am currently on Spotify and iTunes. Just tell them to type in the Snowman Podcast and look for an American flag with a snowman in the foreground. Till next time, this is Snowman, and I'll see you now, yeah? So I heard that a frog took a DNA test and turns out he's part Irish, part British, and a tadpole. Mm. <laughs> That's about my reaction to every one of your texts. <laughs> 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 <laughs>